Today, buckle up and get ready for the New Hampshire primary. Yes, it is tonight. We'll go into that. More January 6th funny business. And you may think that the important issue to solve in regards to the border is like, you know, having a border. But Vice President Kamala Harris has a much different take. I can't wait to share with you. We've got all of that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez and I uh, just wanted to let you guys know tomorrow at 2 p.m. Central, I am going to be hosting an off the record. Uh, it's a private Q&A exclusively for our Blaze TV subscribers. So if you want to chat with me about anything and everything that's on your mind, feel free. All right. We're not going to have big tech censors looking over our shoulders. So I would tell you that no topic is off limits. But I mean, if you ask something really derogatory, I doubt they're gonna give me the question to read. So I'm just saying. But uh, if you're not a Blaze TV subscriber, head over to blazetv.com slash off the record and sign up so you can join the conversation. If you use promo code off the record, uh, you can get some savings. So make sure to tune in for that. Join me, I will be there tomorrow. Also, in case you guys were not aware, which you should be, because I've been telling you and telling you and telling you, this is the final week of the news and why it matters. It's not, I mean, I said this yesterday, it's not like it's dying, it's not retiring, it's more of a transition, and it's the only kind of, kind of transition that this show supports. It will be Sarah Gonzalez Unfiltered, so it's a new name, a new time, and it premieres Monday, January 29th at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. Make sure to join us. We're going to have a whole lot of fun. Uh, I am joined today by Eric July, Blaze TV contributor and founder of Ripiverse Comics, along with Yaku Buyans, Blaze TV contributor and host of The Bottom Line. Can you guys believe you have been here years and years and years on this show? We've been here no, it's been years. It's quite been a minute. Yeah, we are not. We're not going to. Is this your last day this week? Uh, you might not ever be on the set again, Eric. That's true. Yeah, yeah. This is. Yeah, I don't think I'm on. Yeah, I don't think I'm on Friday. So yeah, that's, are you uh, going to be on? I'm, I'm back on this week. One more time. Okay. Okay. So this might be my last show. We're going to say. Uh, say uh, I'm on this show, then I fly to Europe. But, oh wow! Yeah, this weekend. But I'm I'm hanging in you to the end. We appreciate you making the time. And then, the only transition I will do is... Yes, exactly. I know. I was yeah. like, well, we'll give the news and why a proper burial, and then we will um, make our way over to the other side of this soundstage here and uh, go, you know, turn it into something the same, but also a lot different. So we hope that you will join us. Um, I want to get into the new kind of previewing the New Hampshire primary, which of course is tonight. So a new Suffolk University poll taken after DeSantis dropped out uh, leaves Donald Trump with a 19-point edge over Nikki Haley among likely Republican voters in New Hampshire. So DeSantis, before dropping out, was polling around 6%, and the current numbers are uh, Trump is coming in at 57%, Nikki Haley's coming in at 38%, and both candidates saw a two-point increase following DeSantis dropping out, which is fascinating to me. I'd like to get into that and get your thoughts. I know it's only two points each, but a DeSantis voter seems to not be a Nikki Haley voter at all. So maybe it's just a never-Trump voter. I don't know. I want, I want to get y'all's opinion. But um, Trump also has a double-digit lead in South Carolina, 
which is not being held until February 24th. Of course, that is Nikki's home state where she is expected to do I would think the best. Uh, New Hampshire is kind of an odd state in which nearly half of the voting population are undeclared independents. So um, let me give you a quick numbers of undeclared voters who are typically independents. 2012 and 2016, it was 100,000. 2020, it jumped up to 130,000. Um, and there's 130,000 anticipated in 2024, plus 160,000 registered Republicans. And at, an, at a rally in New Hampshire, Trump was talking about the, I would say, very real liberal efforts to infiltrate the state's upcoming Republican primary. And, uh, you know, he's like, hey, never Trumpers and Democrats are working together to elect Nikki. So if you don't want someone that's bought by the Democrats don't support Nikki Haley. And it's fascinating because even Politico is claiming some of some of Trump's some of what Trump is saying is valid uh, in one of their articles. They said, in reality, the former president wasn't entirely off the mark. A handful of left leaning groups have popped up across New Hampshire with the goal of persuading the state's undeclared voters who make up 42 percent of the voting population and are eligible to vote in either party's primary to back Haley. There is one organization called Primary Pivot run by Robert Swartz, a liberal activist who spent his career countering Democratic backsliding in countries across Latin America, who actually said, we only care about damaging Donald Trump. For better or worse, the only thing you can do if you really want to stop Trump is to vote for Haley. So to me, to me, that's like the only reason you need to vote, like, if the Democrats are working with Nikki Haley, she sure as hell doesn't belong in the Republican primary. Um, and I want to play, uh, I want to play this this clip from Fox News uh, from this local diner uh, in New Hampshire. Um, check it out. Who is going to support Nikki Haley today? Okay, you got one. <laughs> and who plans on supporting Donald Trump? I think that that woman just felt bad because there was nobody else that was going to raise their hand. And she's like, me, me. That's embarrassing. That's really embarrassing. Sorry, but they put Republicans in that room. You need to go ask the Democrats or the undecideds who's going to support Nikki Haley. And all those hands are going to go up. They know, should by some crazy, weird, wackadoodle, scooby-doo way, Nikki Haley is the nominee. She can't beat Biden. Because she's with him and she'll, she'll, she'll roll over. She's always been with him. She's funded by the left. She is now supported by the left. This is what happened with J.B. Pritzker, where people just went for Pritzker in Illinois and they said, hey, all independents, go against this guy at all costs. Don't go with this candidate. You got to go with Pritzker. And they start mobilizing and they, and they do. They're successful. They take moderates or those in the middle that are undecided, particularly in that state, and they move them. And then I'm just st still going to call fudgery with these numbers. <laughs> when they last said Trump was at 45, I said there's no way he's yeah. going to come out deep in the 50s. Yeah, that's a great There point. is no way Nikki Haley has 38% of the Republican vote. Okay? You'll see tonight. It, this is smash mouth football. I mean, there's another guy running that they won't even give any attention to. Ryan Binkley is still in the presidential race. And I'm not saying look at Ryan Binkley, but... Binkley is a better option than a Nikki Haley. I mean, she, oh, she yeah. is. Nikki Haley shouldn't have been on our ticket. She shouldn't have been allowed on our stage. 
Um, probably only because she was hired by the former president does she have any street credit, mm. right? Yeah. So she's not with us. She's not. And so we'll see. There's a lot of shenanigans going on. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to tell what, because uh, I don't get it. I'm not going to pretend like I get it because I've never met a Nikki Haley fan. I don't know if that's because, again, I'm Texas. It's out of sight, out of mind situation. Maybe that's what it is. I've never uh, met one. Yes, I, I've, I've, never, I've never conversed with one. But I do believe that, yeah, look, this is the game that, that leftists particularly play, and they play very, very well. So it wouldn't at all surprise me if uh, they are mobilizing and, and putting forth these efforts to make sure that, okay, if they're, you know, what's the best non-Trump option let's make sure we put our resources behind there that way even in the event that some does end up happening and she runs against um biden and and, and she ends up winning they can at least say well it wasn't trump right mm -hmm. um so i wouldn't at all be surprised so they're looking at it like if we can get two guys that may look maybe one's more preferable than the other but anything but trump is kind of the position it is that they have they look at that as as a worst case scenario so that has to be a lot of this i mean if you <laughs> watch uh, the news, which I wouldn't, you shouldn't, uh, unless it's here, right? <laughs> news and why it matters. Um, but if you're watching how mainstream news speaks about Haley, it is yeah. in a completely different light in comparison to even the other candidates, whether it be formerly Vivek or, or DeSantis or, or Trump, they speak, they, they kind of, it's kid gloves, uh, the way that they handle her, and they will even speak positively of her in, in, in some given affair. So, yeah, shenanigans are more than likely at play. Uh, to, to what degree, I don't know, but it does. I, I still can't get it because I've never met a, a Haley supporter. Vivek, yes. DeSantis, yes, not her. Make a really good point yeah. on they were supporting Nikki before DeSantis dropped out. They were supporting Nikki before Vivek dropped yeah. out. Yeah. They picked Nikki way back then, months ago, in the pack because she's the most like them. Yeah. You're right. I, yeah, they I, cut I think, from the same cloth. They yeah. may not be quite as yeah, right. She's not a Newsom. Yeah. But she's not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the, I guess, again, that's the game that these types, these types play. They know at the end of the day, one of these two parties are going to win. So if we can somehow soften the blow by having someone that's more akin, most akin to us, no matter what it is that we do, yeah, if she wins, is that more preferable than Biden? They'll say that, no, she's not more preferable than Biden, but she's more preferable than Trump. She's more preferable than DeSantis. She's more pre preferable uh, than Vivek. So it's like, let's take the best kind of case or worst case scenario. And if their worst case scenario is going to be Nikki Haley, I think <laughs> they feel very, very um, good about, about her. But yeah, it is, you know, these polls and even how people vote and sway it is something it's a sight to behold because i've never met one i've been I, not at all i cannot i've never even conversed with one even on the internet like a someone that is actually rooting so where's the 38 percent 38 percent is a lot i mean it's just in new hampshire amount. but yes yeah, but still it's yes. a lot it's a slice of a segment when they run polls yeah, so way, it's right? so is 19 percent in iowa exactly yeah. that's, that's, that's not significant. nothing you're gonna meet somebody right. So what Eric is saying is a vote against Trump, a vote for Haley is a vote for the other party. So if you're a conservative, really think very carefully here uh, about not taking the bait. Yeah. Uh, because there's a switch at the end. It's also it will be fascinating to see because um, on the Democrat side, uh, Joe Biden is not on the ballot. He is 
a write-in. So this is like a write-in ballot. And Dean Phillips is his main competition in the primary. And I don't know, because Dean Phillips is like, if we get into the 20s, he's thinking he might hit 20%. He thinks that's going to be disastrous for Joe Biden if he can't garner more than 80% of his own, uh, you know, his own electorate. What does that spell trouble for Joe Biden? Uh, I, I, what do you guys think? Is there a certain threshold that he needs to hit to not get well, embarrassed? Look, there's no enthusiasm for Biden by anybody. None. Not the left, not uh, anybody on any given side. Um, he was just kind of more of a means to an end at the time. Um, and now it's like the same thing. He's in there. He's in that position, anything. But Trump and they're kind of just living, living with it. Um, and and it, it is interesting, like even it's funny we're talking about Nikki Haley and the comparison. There's no there's no like that, that tends to run against these leftists. It's been a long time since you've gotten like a blue dog, right? Democrat. Yeah. Yeah. That seems to be a better, better option. I'm like a very long time now that I'm thinking about it. the last it, it, we knew it was crazy when I remember um, Clinton going against um, Bernie. Right. And, you know, she was sounding more sane than what he yeah, was. Yes. And I was like, something is something is up with this party. Like this party is moving like really towards Radically. like absolute state socialism is something it is that they uh, that they prefer. So there really is no no blue dog option. There is no like wor- like, OK, worse. Worst case scenario, we can have someone that that, that scenario does not exist. I don't even know if blue dog Democrats even do they exist anymore. Are those like uh, a, a, a thing like because, uh, again, I'm trying to think of the last one. I feel like we had one in uh, uh, in 2012. I can't remember his name that that dropped out. I, I, I'll think of it. And I know I don't even think he's doing anything. Joe Lieberman. No, it wasn't Lieberman. It was not Lieberman. I'm, oh, man, I think about it probably going into the next three segments or something. It'll, it'll yeah, you'll, you'll think about like, it as soon oh, as we end him. the show. Yeah. Yeah. But no, like th- that doesn't exist. Right. So uh, I mean, I guess you might say RFK. Yeah, right? I, I guess I RFK comparatively. Could. But even he's not like. He's crazy on the climate change environment. But, but that would be what you were talking about. Well, yeah, I get. Yeah, and yeah. he's running independent, yeah. right? Exactly. Well, he didn't. He didn't run independent initially. Right. He was running as right, a Democrat, correct. and then realized he would get more traction as an independent. Right, so, right. Um, all right. Well, we'll find out what happens tonight and uh, bring it to you tomorrow. So we we want to get into more after the break. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Birch Gold. Um, look, we're talking about the New Hampshire primary. We're obviously heading towards a presidential election in November. And the thing that you can be sure of is that 2024, it's already a tumultuous year. It's probably going to stay that way, uh, including in the stock markets. So how will your hard-earned savings fare? You're already seeing the impacts of Biden inflation at the pump, at the grocery store, everywhere you go. The dollar continues to lose buying power quicker than wages can actually increase. So you need to protect your savings. I would just tell you, consider, just consider diversifying with gold from Birch Gold Group. For decades, gold has been the choice of investors and central banks to hedge against inflation. And you can actually own it in a tax-sheltered IRA with the help 
of Birch Gold. We've done business with Birch Gold. We will continue to do business with Birch Gold because it was just a wonderful experience and they can help, like they just, they help with everything. They answer all the questions that you have. I highly recommend them. You can text the word Y to 989898. All they're gonna do is send you a free, no obligation information kit on gold and they can help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold if you decide that that is what you want to do. So text that word, text the word Y, W-H-Y, to 989898. That is Y to 989898. Bombshell New Report alleges that just days before the GOP took over the House majority in 2022, you guys are going to be shocked to hear this. I'm, I'm upset that you don't have pearls to clutch. Okay, this is going to be breaking news to those of you who are paying attention. Over 100 encrypted files relating to the January 6th Capitol riot probe were mysteriously deleted. Now, they have since been recovered, but they are, of course, password protected. And uh, Barry Loudermilk, Representative Barry Loudermilk of Georgia, the chairman of the House Administration's Committee's Oversight Subcommittee, is, of course, telling Democrats, you guys, you have to hand over these passwords. Like, we, we need them. This is... Public, this is evidence. This is public information. Uh, he says that they contain interviews, depositions that could prove crucial to make the case perhaps against the government. Uh, and he says that Benny Thompson and Liz Cheney intentionally obstructed the subcommittee by failing to preserve critical information and videos as required by House rules. Now, this isn't the first time they've been accused of this because obviously they did it. Let's just get that out of the way. Uh, earlier in January of 2024, Trump said the same thing in a Truth Social post, claiming Liz Cheney sabotaged the files, illegally deleted and destroyed the evidence. Now, she responded to that on Twitter. She said, Seems like someone is starting 2024 hangry. Donald Trump, you and your lawyers have had the J6 committee materials linked below, plus the grand jury info and much more for months. Lying about the evidence in all caps won't change the facts. A public trial will show it all, uh, which is just gaslighting to like the nth degree. So I don't even know. We don't even know if we're going to get any of this evidence. Um, Loudermilk said, we do know that there was plenty of intelligence that there was going to be an attack on the Capitol. So Secret Service knew of it. The FBI knew of it. The Department of Defense <sighs> had intelligence. That's called a false flag. Um, yes, I, I, I look, I'll be the, it's the last, it, we were last week. We might as well throw it all, throw, throw it <laughs> all for it. There. That's what that's called. Yes. That, the fl- a false flag it is not, again, it is not simply the government orchestrating something. It is, hey, you knew something was going to going to go down and you either aided in it or let it happen, mm-hmm. right? That's what that means. So that's what that t- type of stuff reveals. That would also, uh, I-, I feel like we've already kind of come to that conclusion mm-hmm. when you see some of the videos and them kind of being let, let in and, and, and single file order. It seems like they... they <laughs> <laughs> they knew a lot more and they weren't as threatened as they pretended as if they uh, as if they were. So what exactly does that mean? You have a bunch of people that are on trial, a bunch of people that have gone to jail and uh, 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 prison or even uh, jail. What am I talking about? Prison yeah. uh, over this specific um, issue. And it does appear that we have been sold on a. N- n- we already know that we've been sold on a bunch uh-huh. of lies, but. 
there seems to be a lot, even more that's out there that may have, that may be shenanigans at play. Maybe there are, hey, this may trace back to me, get rid of it type of situation. I wouldn't put that over the government um, by any means. Look, I hope nobody by now, especially after seeing some of the some of the uh, footage, would just believe that this was some catastrophic uh, uh, coordinated attack uh, by a bunch of uh, MAGA hat wearing people. And everybody feared for their lives, feared for their lives. Now, I think people need to understand and remember that they were lying about this type of stuff from the get go. Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing, and I think we lose sight of this, that amplified this whole narrative, narrative, why can I not talk today, um, was the deaths that supposedly happened there. Yes. And they lied about every single one. <coughs> Brian Sicknick, you, do you not remember? Right. He was hit, beat, beat, yes. beat with a fire, fire extinguisher. Fire extinguisher yep. That's what it was. Yep. Didn't happen. Nope. Never happened. But they sold the. It was they dramatized it by things like that. And come to find out, there was only one person that was you know killed from the event, and her name is Ashley Babbitt. Right. Right. That's it. Right. There was none on the on the opposite side. But the cat was already out the bag by now. The public had believed whatever it is they needed you to believe. And the, the media, more importantly, ran with it. They right. for sure are the enemy of the people. And I mean, to Eric's point, we, we know that the FBI was there that day. We, they still won't answer how many agents they had embedded in this crowd because they were there. Um, we still are. We still have questions on Ray Epps and why it took so long for him to get charged and why his sentence was so much short. Well, he didn't get any jail time. Why his sentence was so much more lenient than anyone else. So. There are already questions. We know the FBI was in the crowd. We know that these law, uh, these law enforcement agencies knew about it. Plus, we talked about this last week. Um, it was revealed that the man who located the pipe bomb outside the DNC headquarters was a plainclothes Capitol policeman. It was the Capitol Police. I forgot about that line. Right. Like, I, 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 I'm glad you brought yes, that. Yes, the pipe guys. bomb. Remember the pipe bomb? Oh, my God. Remember the pipe bomb? I can't believe I well, forgot about that. When, aren't you shocked to hear the coincidence that it happened to be a Capitol Police plainclothes officer who came over and told uh, the Metro Police Department and Kamala Harris's security detail who were sitting 15 feet away eating lunch and the whole conversation is on tape and everyone is very casual about it. it, 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 it very media, casual. Did the media run with that story like the they did? Theblaze.com did. That was it. No. That was it. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it works. Yeah. It's, it's no one else. Look, this is, this is standard operating procedure for these people. Whether it's Hillary taking a hammer and sma or getting someone to take a hammer and yeah. smashing hard drives, or deleting files, or a laptop is not the laptop that you think it was. Wink, wink, we promise you, you can trust us. You know, this is their standard operating. And then it is, prove us wrong. Right. We're going to do it. We're going to break the law. We're going to lie to you to your face. We're going to fabricate a narrative. And they've done it for millennia. Yeah. They've been lying to this country forever. Right. And then it's on, on to you. Catch us, and if you catch us, prove us wrong. And even then, do we get the passwords? Maybe we do. Was everything recovered? How would we ever know? We would never know. How would you know? How would you now go and, you know what? We finally got it all. You don't know because they destroy evidence. They withhold evidence. They bribe. They extort. This is how they operate. And if we, so we shouldn't be surprised. We should expect this. And this is what I normally say. We know now 
The bird has shown its feathers over and over and over again. So now when you go play this game in the fight game, learn, play above it, play through it, play harder, overcome it. Stop whining like a little, you know, kindergarten kid in a corner, but he bullies me. Smash him in the mouth. They're not going to change. The day is not coming in this country unless some of them have a Jesus conversion, which can happen, where they as a party, as the deep state, as the forever <laughs> government that doesn't change ever for every four years, that weaponized against Trump, that withheld evidence from Trump, that leaked everything from the White House when Trump was in, that government that doesn't change, mm -hmm. right? They're not going to change. They're going to lie to you. They're going to steal from you. They're going to destroy evidence. And then they say, come fight us in the courts. We own the judges. Right. This is how they operate. So now we need to mobilize against and Okay. Stop playing with gloves on. Right. Stop playing this, this foosball game. Let's go play a game of take back time. Yeah. One more note on that, and then we have to go to break. Um, by my friend, Taylor Hansen, independent reporter Taylor Hansen, you know, it was interesting because as this J6 committee was going on, um, they, he kept saying, hey, guys, I literally was there. I, like, he watched Ashley Babbitt get killed. He was right there. He had her blood on him, I believe. And like, he, he was like, I saw a lot go down. You're probably going to want me to testify. Don't you want to hear from me? I was there. I saw a lot more that day. He was volunteering himself to come testify to them as to what he saw. Shockingly. Crickets. Crickets. They didn't want to hear from him because it didn't fit their narrative that they were trying to drive home on Donald Trump. Uh, all right, we got to take another quick break. We'll be back with more, but we want to thank our sponsor, this segment, Relief Factor. So Relief Factor is great for those of you who maybe you're living in pain all the time. It's your back, it's your neck, it's your knees. It's what, 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 was, what was, Yaku, what was your mom suffering inflammation from? Inflammation in the joints, because my mom has one kidney. So when you have one kidney, inflammation is a big deal. Yeah. And so inflammation in joints and first three days, real relief. That's amazing. That's amazing. So if you are living in pain, you're going to, you know, you walk around thinking this is just my life now. It doesn't have to be that way. I'm telling you, try Relief Factor. It worked for Yaku's mother very quickly. Uh, it worked for me within the matter of a few weeks. It worked for Glenn. It was life-changing for him as well. And it's all natural. It's just an all natural, super duper anti-inflammatory. Yes, that is the official, it's super duper anti-inflammatory. So uh, the inflammation is actually the root cause of your pain oftentimes. So you get rid of the inflammation, you solve the problem. Try the three-week quick start, all right? They say that if, you, if it doesn't work for you by three weeks, it's not going to work for you. But oftentimes it does. 70% of the people go on to keep ordering it after they buy that. And it also comes with relief factors, feel better or your money back guarantee. So you've got nothing to lose. You can go get it at relieffactor.com. That is relieffactor.com. So we talk about the border often on this show. Um, Yaku's been there about a billion times and seen how bad it is. And I think, honestly, even flyover nation, you know, uh, those of you who are more in the interior of the country are even seeing the devastating effects of an overrun border and the crisis that's happening down there. And so, you know, you'd want Congress, if they were going to take up the matter, to actually deal with 
that type of thing. The fentanyl that's pouring in across the border, uh, the cartels that are human trafficking all of these people, and the sheer fact that we have what, 10 million that they've told us about since Biden got elected that have come in through since then. They can't count the gotaways. They don't know how many those are. So you would think, you would hope that Congress, when they, if they take this matter up finally, they w- that would be what they would include in their talks. Well, our very own dip Vice President Kamala Harris, I'm sorry, Yaku, I'm sorry, Yaku, Kamala Tweedledee over there, Kamala Harris, uh, wants to tell you what should actually be the focus of Congress's border talks. Watch. I will tell you that the negotiations that are happening right now, I hope, are going to be directed at solutions that are genuinely focused on fixing the problem, including all the equities that you mentioned. Look, (laughs) the word equity, the word equity needs to just disappear for a minute, okay, in this country. Everything is equity. Everything is negotiations. Nothing to negotiate, man. We're a sovereign country. We don't need to negotiate. We're negotiating with terrorists within. We're negotiating with terrorists without. We're negotiating with Mexico's president. We're negotiating between the Texas border, you know, Texas Guard and Border Patrol. It's all negotiations. And you know who's losing in the negotiations every time? The American citizen is Mm -hmm. losing. Mm -hmm. That's who's losing. You bring up equity. um, And I think it's such an important point that, you know, they're using that term for a reason. Equity is not equality. These two are not the same thing. Okay, equity is that they want equality of outcome, which means they will intervene to make sure that your neighbor has exactly what you have. I I feel like another term for that is just socialism. Yeah. Equity is actually ownership. So you and I own a company together. (laughs) We got some equity, but with it comes liability and accountability and fiduciary responsibility. So that's not what they're talking. There's no accountability there. So, you know, it's it's fascinating because Kamala Harris wants to talk about making sure that we talk about equity when it comes to, you know, uh, the the dreamers that are still in here uh, through DACA. But. I want to bring you guys uh, an important story here developing. There is a mother. Tammy Nobles, who has filed a $100 million lawsuit against the Biden Department of Homeland Security, as well as the the Department of Health and Human Services, for allegedly violating their own policies, which led to her daughter's death. 18 months ago, 20-year-old Kayla Hamilton, she was autistic, was found dead in a mobile home just days after her birthday. Her cause of death was strangulation. During the attack, she had tried calling her boyfriend, but he didn't answer, so Her strangulation encounter was all recorded on his voicemail. And now they find out uh, the suspected killer had been living in the U.S. illegally since March 2022. He's from El Salvador. And guess what? He is also a member of MS-13. His DNA was connected with the crime scene and ultimately indicted on 11 charges, including first-degree murder, second-degree murder, rape, robbery, assault, and theft. And per DHHS policy, they should have... Uh, performed a visual inspection of the assailant's body for gang-related tattoos, which would have disqualified him from entering the U.S. They didn't do that. Made a phone call to the Salvadorian government to verify that he was on, whether or not he was on an MS-13 gang affiliation list. They didn't do that. They didn't place the suspect with a verified relative before he entered the country. I mean, you get my point. The list goes on. on The list goes on. This is 
treason. It's treason. This is treasonous okay. behavior. Okay. This is completely neglecting and betraying the American citizens that you pledge to protect. There's no other way. There's nothing else to call this. That is screwed up, man, and beyond screwed up. Look, on the subject of this, I like to word it in the words of um, the great Hans Hermann Hoppe, anarcho-capitalist, uh, when he talks about the border. And no, <laughs> we talk about equity, like she said, and injustice, right? And he brings up the fact that, bro, no matter what, as long as the state, and what we mean by the state, we're talking about a terrible <coughs> monopoly on use of force, violence, and ultimate decision-making. So the, the federal government, in this case, when it comes to like the border region, and that there will always, as long as that exists, be injustices on, on either side. That's just the reality. So if you're being practical, you're trying to mitigate as much of the injustice, especially with the side that you're supposedly stealing from in terms of their resources to pay for, for, for whatever, right? Um, and I couldn't imagine being in the position because how, how else are you supposed to feel? Could you imagine? I'm not even going to try to pretend to tap into my own care. I don't give a crap how pro-immigration you are. Um, that's got to be a hard pill to swallow, to hear that someone, a child, right? Yes. Uh, well, 20. Yeah, well, young. Some, someone's baby. Well, yeah, Let's just say some, that. Someone young was, Human being. was, was right. strangled um, by uh, someone that obviously was here with bad intentions. Like, when you talk to that person's family, how, did, how in the hell do you explain that, right? I mean, and $500 right. million, dollars, uh, Eric, doesn't bring that, that child. It is a child at 20. doesn't bring that child back, but it is aiding and abetting. They're an accomplice in a murder. Mm -hmm. 300 Americans die every single day on fentanyl coming from the CCP on the hands of the U.S. government through the Mexico border. That is a Boeing 737 worth of people dying every day. Day. You don't hear it. There's nothing. The vice president of the United States has zero compassion on American families. And by the way, the kids that are dying aren't all conservative kids. Okay, they're black, white, Hispanic, biracial, African, you know, South African-American, liberal Democrat. It's Americans dying and the vice president of a nation. The borders are at some point, right? Cannot address the issue that, hey, I've got compassion for my fellow Americans that our children are being targeted by China and it's on our heads, it's on our hands, it's our responsibility. No, no, none of that. We're negotiating. All I, of a sudden the left doesn't care about human well, rights. Well, no, I, I think what happens is, I think it also speaks to the cultural issues um, and how basically people in America, top to bottom, maybe starting with my generation, um, are, are being kind of taught to hate themselves mm. or and, and hate the geographical area in which they were born and raised in, right? Mm. So when you look at the subject of immigration, unfortunately the conversation that's being had is trying to take into consideration the injustices that are happening for people that are on the opposite side of it. And they say if you don't consider that, of course you're being selfish, you're being this, you're being that. And look, I'm, I'm I'm, I'm a libertarian, right? So, of course, injustice is injustice no matter who it is, right? And that's not anything that I would ever advocate. 
However, with that being said, it is far more practical to deal with your problems before you can deal with someone else's yes. damn problems. That's yes. biblical. That, yes. That's just what it is. And because they, the, the left in particular, have painted themselves in the corner where they treated everything like it's kumbaya, um, uh, you know, bring everybody, you can come do this, and no matter how dangerous that trick is, it's, 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 we gotta consider everybody's feelings. And they've ran entire campaigns on this specific idea. So when it does become an actual issue, in which definitely the injustices are insurmountable for the people that are in this country, they don't have an answer for that without pissing off the people that they've already said, hey, we need your vote. This is what it is that you that, that you want. And it's a lot of these people, especially these young folk, no disrespect. And I, I consider myself in that, you know, people my age is too stupid to understand the reality. Especially when talking about the border. It's one of those things. You've been there a, a bunch of time. I lived there. I lived in South Texas for a very for a very long time. I seen crazy questionable things, not questionable, just foul. Let's just call it what it is with my own eyes. And there are folks that unfortunately are making decisions on behalf of the Texas people. We talked about this last time where I was on the show, especially in Texas and some of these other other states that will never have to handle the kickback when it does blow up uh, at the end of the day. And that, that's what sucks. And this is why I'm so pro decentralization. It's not just, hey, I'm this big libertarian. It's like, no, who is better to who is better suited or best suited to deal with the problems? The people. Us. Yeah. Like that's just the bottom line. The people that are Im impacted by it are going to be the ones that can deal with it the best. And that's why decentralization is something that I think we need to really be focusing on. Yeah, I agree. All right. We got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Yep. Plus, let them go eat at the diner in the morning. All right. Have you guys heard about Haley Davidson? <laughs> no? Okay. Well, I'm you about mean, to tell you, you about Haley Davidson. Hold on. I'm about to tell you okay. about Haley Davidson, but I just would like to tell my friends over at YouTube I'm not sure how long we're going to be on um, this segment because Haley Davidson is a biological man who is identifying as a woman and um, playing against women in golf. Now, he did admit that uh, men do have advantages. All right, that's fair. But look, he doesn't have those anymore, okay? He, he actually chopped his dick off, so he's just the same as, as me or any of you other wonderful ladies out there. He's the same. I doubt that he chopped it off. Most of them don't chop it off. They just, they just, they just kind of soft transition, you know? He I says, he says that he went on hormone therapy and had his surgery uh, last year, I think, or maybe earlier this year. Albeit, you're still a dude. You're a really lousy male golfer. Who Look at that beautiful, it, beautiful. Who couldn't, who couldn't win a club championship down in the boonies and the sticks. And now you've got to go beat up on women, which makes you a coward and a flawed individual that needs psychiatric help desperately. And well, just as, you know, Leah Thomas, William Thomas, I think his name is, and the rest of them, he did previously compete on the men's team. Um, he was on the men's team in the NCAA at Christopher Newport University, and um, he lost the last time he played in there. It was a U.S. Open qualifier in 2015. He lost in a 10-for-1 playoff, and then he took some pills and chopped his little 
walked off and decided that he was going to compete against the women because he was tired of losing in his own category. Wow, what a winner. So brave. So brave. Mm. I just don't get it, man. I, I wouldn't even, I can't even imagine how that could be comfortable to even like, because you got to know off your Well, that's, that's, that's. Because you're not sick. That's why you well, can't no, it's like You're not like, ill. I, yeah. you're an, you were an athlete. I was, I was an athlete, yes, right? Sir. And I just couldn't imagine it. It'd be the equivalent, no disrespect to the ladies, but us competing against a bunch of like middle schoolers and then like just absolutely dominating them, right? You think and you're th- the and man. being like, yeah, I'm the man, man. imposing with like You know what happens in the yard stuff? when you do that on the court? You get beat up by the real guys. <laughs> right. That's what happens. Like, I just couldn't imagine like any fulfillment out of that as a competitor when you do something like that. Something should set in. So this is why I do what I do think speaks to some of the mental problems that uh, some of these cats have because they're not even going, they're not processing that. They think it's all right. And it's like, bro, you're talking, that, that's, no. that, that's not, that's unreasonable, bro. What are you doing? And how do you get fulfillment out of that? Like what the reason f- is not there. And it's no. deep rooted pain and issues and trauma and, from childhood. And they come on and they hold on to it. And then it becomes an identity. And it's all looking for worth and value. You know, and my, my mother-in-law always says, everybody has a sign in the, their head that says, make me feel important to a degree. Mm-hmm. And, and the left has figured out to take those who are struggling mm-hmm. and say, I'll give you an identity. Come be whatever, we love whatever. Mm-hmm. You want to be a pedophile, go be a pedophile. You want to go play against women in golf or heck, fight them in the MMA, do it. Kesara, Saran, I'm saying the day's coming when the table's going to turn. I'm just telling you, we're going to get some real common sense that's going to come back in here. Can I'm just you, telling you. Can you put, I want to see that first picture of him again, to Yaku's point. Look at that beaut. Look at that lovely lady over there. Put, put it up on the screen. I want to see oh, it. Man, yeah, um, the jawline, the shoulders, the muscle density. I mean, that's a woman. Right? Right, well, that's right. A, but That's not a woman. That's a man, man. Where's that audio drop? Um, And I just, no, go back to the other one. That is the face of mental illness. Well, we're definitely off YouTube now, so I can just say it. That is is the face of mental illness. You cannot convince me otherwise. You can see it in his eyes. It's sad sad because it is a human being that that is absolutely lost. And, and has no rudder and in society. That has been betrayed by the medical community, 100%, by the way. 100%. Remember, I had a guy on my show who yeah. went through the surgery and then retransitioned, lived as a woman for 25 years and sat on my show. Please go to my show, follow, subscribe, and go see what Jeff says mm-hmm. about what they did to his body. The fact that his body is out of whack today, lived as a woman it'll, for 20 it'll forever years, be. can't go to the bathroom normally, cannot be sexually active, yeah. right. that lie. Can't, this, they are lying <coughs> to them, forever changing. And then, you know, the, 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 you know 80% want to retransition, want to go back. Right. You can't go back. Right. The statistics, by the way, for all of this and for depression and suicide yeah. and all of this, they don't get better no. once they actually go through with all of these life-altering decisions. Not at all. Um, all right, we got to take a quick break. We'll be back. I want to uh, show you guys a video of Joe Biden being asked a, a question during a Q&A. Uh, and I, I want you to pay attention to this is a, a, a photo that was spliced in of someone who happened to get his his script. I mean, I'm sorry, his notes. They were just his notes. It's just as he was reading them verbatim off of the piece of paper. Watch. Uh, 
But my point is, it just is, look, um, exposure to lead impacts on brain development. We know that, particularly for as it's developing hazards to the health of people. It can damage right the brain there. and the kidneys and interferes with the production of blood, of red uh -huh. blood cells. He still can't even get the words out properly. carry the hydrogen. And studies show that lead exposure hurts cognitive function in children. He's as bad as his press secretary. points of their IQ. Despite these dangerous, the, the, the knowledge of how dangerous this is. You'll notice that he also had the name of the mayor, where she was from, and the question that she was going to ask, along with, of course, the scripted response. This is all just a show. It's all just a show. It's all, I, we're, this is just the Truman Show, <laughs> honestly. Show. Yeah, it's, it, the Truman Show is a really accurate, you know, and, and, and possibly like Truman, he doesn't know what world right. he's living in. That, that's possible, or he does, and he's just enjoying the ride. His wife definitely enjoys this ride. Oh, she yeah. She's fine with elder she wants, abuse. She wants another four years. She's part of the elder abuse. She yeah. leads the effort. Just really disgusting stuff. Hey, but don't worry, there's only like wars breaking out all over the world. What could possibly go wrong? Everything. <laughs> Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.